Welcome to the Think Renew podcast, where we will be talking to you about how you can renew your mind for success in life. We want you to perform your best at your church, business, family, and personal life. You're one decision away from fulfilling your life's destiny. Let's talk. Hello, welcome to Think Renew Podcast. I am your host, John Wilbanks. Thank you for joining us today. Today, I have a big surprise for you. I have my family with me today. I have Allison, Austin, and my great wife, Sally, with me today. And she is, uh, uh, me and Sally have been talking about doing a podcast with uh, Austin and Allison and uh, about, uh, you know, we've been talking about our marriage and and some of the difficulties we've, we have faced over the, uh, in 10 years ago. And so we began uh, discussing with our kids about coming online and helping us for us to kind of discuss and, and minister to the family uh, on how to, to get through difficult times. Uh, we all deal with difficulties within our life and how do we deal with them are very important uh, in how we uh, address the issues that we that come to us. So uh, on, this, on this podcast, it's going to be a, a organic, if I can say it that way. It's We have not scripted this. We kind of talked about it a little bit before uh, we started because I wanted to make sure that they were okay with everything. So um, if you hear them laugh, you hear them cry, if you hear them whatever, just know this is, this is uh, there is no uh, editing of this at all. This is the raw, the real, and the... I don't know if it'd be the ugly, but I think it's going to be a really good podcast. So, uh, Allison, can you say something to everybody out there? Hello. There we go. Austin. What's up? That's what I'm talking about. Sally. Hello. How are y'all? She's kind of soft-spoken over. Can you say a little bit louder? Hello. How are y'all? There we go. That's what I like now. All right. So, uh, the biggest thing right now is is that uh, we want to talk to you about the uh, you know we we talked about the what happened with uh, ten years ago how that, that I confessed to my wife <clears throat> about uh, the affair that that went to had and uh, of course I was pastoring that time and so uh, there was a lot of big things happening and so some of you are probably thinking wow I can't believe he's talking about that in front of his kids and so uh, my wife and I we if you go back and listen to the podcast you can you can hear how we we protected our kid, kids during this whole time. Thank God. God is a, just a gracious God. He's a merciful God. He took care of our kids. We prayed that, that they would be protected. We had we had people tell us that they were going to be uh, they, they were going to be talked about. Uh, things are going to happen to them. They're going to be made fun of. Uh, you know, all things are going to happen, and none of that happened. Thank the good Lord. Uh, God protected them. They they didn't really know what was going on, but they probably did know what was going on. And so over a year ago, uh, at, with we counseled with some pastors, and we thought, you know, we need to sit down with them. I want to know what they think about me. Uh, I want to know what they have heard, what they think, because we wanted to get the story out there. We want people to know that they can come back from failure or, or, or any kind of down-and-out situation you're going through. You can come back. And these are my witnesses uh, that you can come back. They've seen their dad their mother restore their marriage, but not only that. I watched my kids, and I'm proud of, of Allison and Austin. I watched them as they go to school, and they they, they did good in school. They they did uh, well. Austin, yeah, bless his little heart. He's he still got a few things to do, but anyway. Uh, but uh, he he's a good kid. He's really is a good kid. 
<laughs> you are. Say it. Say, I'm a good kid. I'm a great kid. That's exactly right. Amazing. Yes. And Allison, you know, she took it after her dad. I mean, her mother. Uh, the 4.0 uh, average in, 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 uh, in college. And son, I'm not trying to tell you you got to do that. But uh, anyway, uh, so the biggest thing is, is that we wanted to hear from them. And so we sat down with them about a year ago. And we said, okay, here is what happened. And I was blown away. Uh, Sally, what, what can you say? I was blown away, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. I was blown away with the way they thought. I mean, my daughter is, is going on 23, if you don't mind me telling your age, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and then my son has just turned 18. And so we felt like that they was old enough to, to, uh, to talk to them about the situation. Well, and also we wanted to begin because we had finally were totally healed from it and felt like we had a story to tell. But we always felt like we couldn't talk about it to the fullest because our kids didn't know. And so we decided that, okay, if we're, this is going to be our ministry and we want to help marriages out, I don't want them hearing it from a podcast. We wanted to sit down and tell them, hey, this is why we had to quit the church, you know, quit pastoring 10 years ago. Um, this is why all these things happened that led us to where we are now. And so we just wanted them to know what had happened and hear it from us and not wait. And so now we feel like it's time that we started this podcast we can open up and tell our story fully without going oh my god the kids are gonna hear what are they gonna think you know we needed to sit down and tell them and so that's what we did so so what, what i want to do is, is i want to just open this up and um you know uh, allison is obviously she was a, a little bit older at that time uh how, you were what 13 13 yes 13. yeah 13 years old uh she was going through her changing of life if i can say it that way <laughs> yeah uh austin uh he was what about he was eight years I was old eight, yeah eight years old uh so the first thing that i, I guess when when the sunday that I, uh chris I had, I had to resign that sunday and uh i i set them down in the living room and i said to them and I, I, i'm hoping i remember exact words but i said something similar to this okay daddy had to resign his church and uh and for that reason, um, I won't be pastoring and going back to that church anymore. Uh, and I just want you two to know, and I sat them down, I was looking at them and said, that daddy's going to be here more. Mm-hmm. You're going to see me more. And uh, there are going to be some changes around here. You're going to see me and mother working some things out and, and talking. And I'm going to spend more time with y'all than ever before. And our goal, Sal and I's goal before we sat down with them was we knew that we needed to work on our marriage and we need, I need to work on myself. I mean, it, it's not Sally's fault or the kid's fault or what happened. I needed to work on myself. And, of course, Sally knew that she needed to, to, to even work on herself. But we had to get our family saved and, and taken care of. And uh, what's funny is, is and I don't have permission to say the pastor's name that we went to, but if, if you know me, you know where I went that Sunday morning. And the pastor's message was handling tough times, how to handle tough times. And I'm thinking, wow, what a timely message. And, and he uh, took us out to eat afterwards, him and his wife. And they're great people. And uh, um, he said, look, I didn't have that message ready for you this Sunday. And I already knew. I knew him. He was, he's was he been a great mentor. He prepares his sermon, sermons in advance. And so that was a that was a God moment. That God knew that message needed to be in our uh, in our. Uh, our hearts and our spirit, and so we've held on to these notes, and uh, and that was what was funny, uh, you know, when we eleven twenty eight of 
2010 is these notes and how to handle uh, tough times. And I'm thinking, wow, uh, this is amazing. And um, I just want to say something. I kind of get this going. Allison, can you kind of just tell me a little bit of what, you know, we talked a little bit earlier earlier about things. And what was your experiencing at that very moment when all that started happening? What what was your thought pattern? Now, Austin has a different perspective because he was a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. But you were 13 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of knew something was going on. But obviously, at my 13-year-old years of age, I didn't really know what. And I didn't know how to bring it up or how to ask, you know, well, what? why is Daddy acting this way? Or why is Mom always like upset about herself? Like, what's going on? And I just never really understood how to handle that. Now, after you sat us down, you talked to us, and I just remember you guys would have conversations, and you would say things, and I kind of would start putting puzzle pieces together, and I kind of figured out what happened, but obviously, I never really knew. I never really think I wanted to know for sure, so I never asked, Um, but definitely when you sat us down about a year ago, and you told us, it kind of obviously confirmed everything, and I kind of had already known, but it was just crazy to me how many people around here probably did know about it. And they never told me or I never heard from them how I just kind of heard it from you guys. And that was, it was definitely a weird situation and I didn't know how to handle it and I didn't know how to ask. Um, But by the grace of God, I was fine and I, you know, did my own thing. I went back to school. Everything was normal for me. I didn't really have any kind of questions and I knew you guys were more open and it was less tense in the house. I knew that. We were all more at ease because we didn't have to worry about other um, what other families are going through because now it was just us and what was our issues and let's handle our things here and that was kind of a good a good place for me to have to where it was more open and more right. not as tense and not well daddy's not at church this evening so now we're just gonna cook this right here and whatever and that's kind of how I I saw it yeah. Uh, do you feel that uh, things have changed uh, from that perspective to now? Completely. What What do you mean by that? Um, just the way that you guys, as you know, husband and wife, interact with each other, and how, as even being our parents, how you guys interacted with us, how you guys wanted to do more things with us. I remember we would, we would start going to Jackson. We would have our, um, or we'd have our family nights and things like that. That's some things that were changed and that were different than what we used to do because typically we're, y'all were always either at work or busy with the church things and we could never, right. we didn't really have time for us to go out and have our family times. Right. So it's important that we we have family times. And I think that's where I messed up as a leader of the house is that I didn't, I didn't put the priorities in place that I should have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you let go of the boundaries that God has put in place, things happen. And obviously we've seen that happen with our family. Mm-hmm. Um, you said something earlier about insecurities. Oh, yes. Um, something that I noticed, I don't know if it's just because it's a mother-daughter thing or because I was growing up into my teenage years, so I was becoming more self-aware of how I looked versus other people. But I just remember my mom would be in the closet getting ready and kind of saying things like, I wish this would fit or I wish I should lose a little bit of weight. Maybe this will fit me better and maybe I'll just look a little bit better. And it was just like constantly or sometimes even crying or some things like that and I just remember hearing that I'm like okay well why is she saying that because you know that's my mom I don't see anything wrong with her and um just growing up and going through the years as they worked everything out it was just completely different and 
just seeing her change from that mindset to, you know what, John loves me now, like he, we're working things out, we're better, this is something, and she just, she almost looked better and felt better because everything was going better than what they were, and everything was more clear, and it was just, you could just see the difference, and I could just feel the difference in her over the years. Right, and I think that was just, is kind of a, I don't know if you call it a failure on my part, but it was, because we hear these if, parents. If I can say this real quick, there was no failure on your part. It might have been some insecurities. Well, my insecurities, and then I could have put that on my daughter, me saying, and then, because then she could have been in that situation where she was growing up thinking the same thing. Though I could have put those same insecurities, and thank God she's not. Allison's a very confident young lady. I've, I've always just admired her for that because... She is so confident, and she, she you know, she's not scared to try anything, you know. I mean, she may be a little fearful, but she tries it regardless, and it's just amazing. And so when, when, um, and I think that did a lot, when John and I were working on our marriage, um, that confidence came back of it not just being on the outside, but what I was feeling on the inside. I actually felt loved. I felt um, like it didn't matter if I'd gained 500 pounds, he would still love me. Where before, it was, God, if I gain a pound, will he look at somebody else? Or, you know, and that was my insecurities. That was my things. And then, of course, going through the affair, of course, as we all know, that just puts 15 million more insecurities in your life. Or it just proved what I felt. I thought it proved what I had been feeling all those times. So, anyway, so, and I hated that. I didn't even know that until Allison and I were talking, all of us were talking little bit earlier before this podcast I didn't even know she was even noticing that and as a parent that breaks my heart because we put that on our children we have to really watch what we say in front of our <clears throat> in front of our children because they take it to heart and they could either portray it on themselves or uh, hope thank God Allison took it as I don't know why mom was doing that you know and she didn't allow those insecurities to come into her so and what's so great that she said that she I didn't even know I really felt that way until like we were starting to think about it. I was starting to really kind of trying to dig deep back into how I was viewing everything because I believe in Austin. I talked about we think we both just try to shut it out of our minds because we don't want to think of you know that time. We don't want to think of how our parents were at that time because they were arguing a lot. There was a lot of um, I guess fighting and just not really good communication going on between them that we would overhear or I would overhear because I was nosy and I just wanted to know what was going <laughs> on. Um, I feel like that's something that we both tried to kind of almost shut out of our minds so we don't have to think about it and just trying to revisit this was, try, was bringing back those memories and just thinking back to those days. Oh, that's the thing. Like, I was eight years old when all that happened and I don't remember any of it really. Of course, you're going to remember stuff from when you're eight. Like Everybody does, but I don't. I barely remember any of it. And it may be that God protected you from that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like she was saying earlier, like, I didn't hear anything, like, when y'all resigned and everything. I didn't hear anything about people talking about y'all or anything, which is crazy because y'all later told us that everybody was talking about y'all. Yeah. Everybody was talking <laughs> talking about y'all. Like, I never heard a single thing about it. It's yeah. a small town, and so in small towns, news travels Really oh, yeah. quickly and in all different kinds of directions, and well, we definitely just the prayed. fact that we didn't hear it—it it was amazing. It's a supernatural power of God. I mean, God we prayed protection. God's grace would not hear it, and but when I do remember telling you guys this: if you go to school and you hear anything about your daddy, 
you go home and you ask us about it. I kind of remember that. Now that I remember because I was like, because and then I told John if they ask, we have to be honest. Yeah, so if absolutely. If they never ask, we're not going to tell them until the time is right. Well, I remember like going to school and people that were in my grade or below me that went that still went there to the church after never. that. Never said anything to me. Never were rude to me. Like we were just nice and friendly and didn't hang out with them, obviously. But we were. It was nothing. I didn't feel that tension, and there was so school was almost like normal. It was, it was for you. yeah. That's good. Then that was good. I, I think the biggest thing for me was is I wanted to make sure that I did not impact my kids a negative way, even though that was a very negative situation. And uh, one of the things I wanted to know from even from Austin is, is, is how does he feel about his dad? I mean, obviously, I was worried about Allison, too. And obviously, she let me know her feelings of that, and she could probably add more to that. But, Austin, how did you feel? I mean, how do you feel now, looking back at it, knowing what happened? How do you feel about your dad and your mom? But first, your dad. I want to know. I mean, you said some things very – I mean, your mom, too. But the, I want to say, a little selfish. A little selfish. I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm still, I'm still weak. Okay. But uh, – uh, but I was concerned because, I mean, you know, your dad, as a dad, you want your, your son to grow up and do well. And, and, and then you have this, this, you don't want that to be an example, you know. Yeah. Uh, how, what, can you add to that? I mean, like I said, I don't really remember much from back then. But what I do remember, it's a total different person between both of them, both my parents. Two total different people. The way I described it uh, a while ago was I just remember them going to fr- like coming from fighting all the time to like never fighting after that. And it was, it was a weird thing because I was always used to them fighting. And then after that, never fought once, really. Of course, I had but arguments. Let's but let's make sure that people understand that. When we say fighting, we're talking verbally. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is verbally. Not, yeah. not like throwing <laughs> anything. <laughs> They're not just throwing dishes at each other. No. This is verbal, <laughs> verbal confrontation, as I like to say. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they didn't uh, argue after that much. Of course, they had their uh, differences. But it was never into yelling or anything like that. They would just talk it out like normal. But uh, my dad, yeah, he he changed a lot. Like uh, he he always told mom she was beautiful. It was never never made her feel low about herself. And of course, I don't remember her doing that. Of course, I was eight. But yeah, like from what I remember, it was just they've been amazing. And uh, like I was telling my dad earlier, he taught me how to be a man, how to handle my own problems, how to be an amazing dad when I become a dad. Having amazing husband and all that stuff. So I'm very thankful for both of them for what they've done for me and my sister. They've they definitely were some of the best parents we could have had. Um, I kind of remember last year when we were talking about this all together. You said something about how Daddy wasn't around at one point, and all of a sudden he was around more often, and he was yeah. like starting to become more like a dad to us oh, than yeah. just the pastor of the church. And where I didn't feel that way because you know my dad was like you know the center like he was just sent from heaven like perfect whatever. I didn't think he could do any wrong. Even when he, I figured out he did that, I kind of put the pieces together. I still knew, okay, well, he's human. He's a person. He's going to make mistakes. He goes through, we, you know, we make mistakes. We go through, we learn through, whatever. Whereas Austin viewed it as, like, he's never here. Okay, well, now he's here. He's more like a dad again to us. And I remember you saying something like that last year. Yeah. Also, what, you know, you, you've made mention sometimes about trust. And, and you have a... It's not that you, uh, you've you seen as a pastor's kid, and this can be not, if you're not even a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. it's just regular families deal with the mm-hmm. different things. But what, what do you mean by the, the, the trust part? Oh, like. How, how to heart. So, 
the way, especially with the pastor's kid, you see, you see so many families come in and out, mm-hmm. and that let's say your parents have helped them like with anything, mm-hmm. anything you can think of, and next thing you know, they're talking bad about them and leaving the church because of something my parents did that they had to do, but well, that family didn't like, or even and then if just adults acting like kids, you uh, know, exactly, that would call yeah. my dad or dad for like random things, like they could, for example, like I, I don't even have an example, but. It could just be something so silly and that my dad might have said a word wrong or he might have not addressed them in a situation where they felt like he, they should have addressed them. And he would get these phone calls or these texts or whatever and his mood would just drop instantly. Like we would be having dinner or having a fun time or even on vacation. And he would just get call after call after call from people who were supposedly, you know, supposed to care about him but yet were taken away from his family it just never, it didn't really make sense. Yeah, I remember me and him, it was one of our first ever, like, father-son trips. We went to Pigeon Forge. And I don't remember if you were pastoring the church by that time or not. It was one of the first ones we went on, were you? Uh, yeah, I was at that time. Yeah, because I remember we were, it was three days. That's how long we were gone. And he told me, he was like, just so you know, I'm going to try my best not to look at my phone at all. And ended up some more stuff started showing up. People started texting him again. Of course, he tried his best not to look at it as much as he could. But, I mean, I understood to a certain extent. That he had to do what he had to do, but yeah, uh, I think uh, another thing too. I learned a lot from from pastoring uh, that you have to put your family first and you have to keep boundaries. Uh, my pastor, my mentor, uh, kept telling us that we have to make sure. And, and the enemy is very sly and slick, and he will do what he can to take you off the the, the prize and get you off balance uh, to do the wrong thing. And so. Uh, Sally and I, our biggest thing was we wanted our kids to be safe. We wanted our kids to grow up in a, in a good home. Uh, I watched them as their grades still done well. They, they, they got involved in school. They uh, done, I mean, I was just, I'm very proud of them. My biggest thing is, is in, in the Bible talks about, uh, you know, uh, raising up your kids. Uh, you know, that, that's, an, that's an important thing of, of making sure that you minister to your family. If I can't minister to my family and save my family, how am I going to save the world? And so at that point, we thought we got to concentrate on our family. And so our vision of our house totally changed at that point. And we got it right. Now, again, nothing is perfect. We still had our issues. We still have difficulties. Uh, We still have issues that we have to deal with. But but in all essence, we, we, we have... We know how to um, communicate those issues. Exactly. You know? We know how to learn to, you know, okay, you may not see it the way I see it, but it doesn't mean you're wrong and it doesn't mean I'm wrong. I feel like you guys, and along with like all of us too, you guys now talk or may have an argument, but it's to understand each other, not just to get your point across. Right. To keep it that way. We just talk at each other. Yes. Now, we now you're trying talk to understand to and cooperate instead of just, this is my way and this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think another thing too is just that, if you've ever sat into a, a uh, into a, I think of it this way, in a courtroom and you listen to a lawyer talk to another lawyer, and I'm not saying that we're lawyers, but lawyers, a, 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 a lawyers know how to talk to each other. They they know how to respect each other, uh, position. If you're defending the, the 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 person who has been arrested, and you're the uh, what, how do they call that defendant and the uh, prosecutor prosecutor, and so you see they don't like just start. Now, there's probably people who do get mad at each other, but what I'm saying is is you have to have a, a, a 
an adult conversation. Mm-hmm. And I think as as uh, as married couples, we bring our childhood sometimes in it, oh, and we need to learn how to communicate in a proper way because that's the only way you're going to get through this. This was not an easy thing. This was tough. We had to make some tough choices. We had to make some. I never forget when I I had to tell y'all y'all had to ride the bus. No, oh my gosh, <laughs> I thought that was the worst thing ever. I didn't mind it. Austin, well, yeah, he was eight years old. Uh, Allison was so used to me taking her to school and, yes. and, and all that. So It was uh, fine. I lived. We were good. Yeah, you made we, it. We enjoyed it. <laughs> so we, we, we brought all that out just to say, you know, when you look back at it now, do you, Austin, do you feel that, 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 uh, that God has, has, has done some great, amazing things in our, in our, in our, in our family? Oh, definitely. Like, if any other married couple would have went through what y'all went through, I don't feel like they would be together, which I'm not saying they wouldn't, but, you know, it's just, y'all were so strong, I can, like, I, y'all really wouldn't be able to live without each other right now. I could not imagine y'all apart. Right. And that's how it is. Like, it, it like, it don't even, it's never even crossed my mind, y'all ever being apart. I think, uh, and it also has to go back to what we, we talked about earlier is, is we put God first. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, and, well, and everything. Each situation is different, and how you handle it is also different. No family can do the same thing, and it worked for each family the exact Mm. same way as it did for us. And there's going to be kids who do feel a completely different way than Austin, I feel, towards this. They may be resentful. They may be, you know, kind of standoffish towards, you know, whichever family member committed the adultery because it's just things are different. However, like you said, with God and him being the center of it all and him being the one who has mended our family back together— we didn't have those negative feelings towards you or or mom or anything because or even those people because it all had a purpose and there's always there was that reason to it and I feel like after that our family's definitely grown and we've definitely come out of it ten times better than what we went into it before the situation. Oh, I agree. I I, I agree with you a hundred percent. Uh, but I, in a comfort, yeah. I think what helped, I, I think, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what helped you guys not to have the bitter feelings, not to, is to actually see the change in okay. your dad and me. There was, it was action, not just words. Right. Exactly. Because if we had just said, okay, but we just kept fighting the whole time mm-hmm. and we're 10 years into this and, you know, we're still fighting the same way, you'd be like, nothing's changed. Why? So I think that, I think the parents, the adults, so even if they split up, even if the marriage mm-hmm. didn't work out, you still have to find a way to make those kids feel safe oh, yeah. on both sides. Because I think, you know, you made that mistake. And, that, and I, you could ask my kids, I tell them all the time, every decision you make, good or bad, is going to have a consequence. Mm-hmm. And it's not just going to be about you. Everybody. There's Yeah, it's the people around you. And so every time you make a decision, you kind of have to start thinking, okay, who would this affect if I did this? What is So it's those boundaries that I'm hoping now that they can put into their marriage, put into their relationships to say, you know what? And, you know, I don't know if John and Austin's had their ever had time to where they've just sat down and kind of talked about kind of maybe what, you know, situations that say, hey, you know, be careful when you come across this. This is kind of what I feel like. Oh, we've, we've had conversations. Yeah, we've had a few. That's what I tell them. You know, that I'm, well, I'm proud of them. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they take their father-son trips. Um, I didn't have my dad um, around a lot. And then, I, of course, my stepdad was there. And we just weren't as close as we could have been. I'm, You know, but and I tell John all the time, I said, no matter whatever happened between us, 
And um, I said, it's kind of a joke in our house because I said, you know, I wish you'd been my daddy just because he teaches Allison. <laughs> They're all over here laughing now. But he has shown Allison stuff that I didn't have growing up. And so I, I tell him sometimes, I'm like, I'm almost jealous of the relationship y'all have. Not, not a bad jealous, but that of... I got to see what it's like that you can just go up and hug your daddy and kiss him on the cheek. I didn't feel like I could do that with, with my dad. Um, he took takes her shopping. Um, when she was little, every day off he had, he would take her. They'd go to Chinese place, get them some rice. Um, the, he just had this relationship with his kids. And so no matter what had happened between us, I definitely wouldn't have ever wanted that to change. Yeah. But because John and I made that conscious decision to work our, to work on our marriage and to... Pray, you know, that our kids would be okay with this, would be okay, that that whatever, and when it came time to tell our kids, we were kind of worried because, you know, I don't know what they would have felt um, to hear that about their dad who they thought was the greatest, you know, that did no wrong. I mean, you know, you know what I mean. But, um, and so yeah. the fact that they were able to say, well, you know what, daddy, everybody makes mistakes. Who am I to judge? And and when we felt and we when we heard that it kind of like okay, but it's because of the change that they saw in us. And I'm telling you, anytime you go through any situation, there has to be change, and it has to be real change. It can't be well. We just talked about change, and we're going to change, and then nothing ever happens. We've said it on every podcast. It's a process. Mm-hmm. It and it takes process. time. And it's not perfect. And you're going to have those days where yeah. it would almost be easier to walk away than to go through the process. But if you ever stick with that process, it'll be worth it. In, in the process, it has to be cali- uh, calibration. Oh. Re- recalibration, I guess that's the word. I'm, sometimes I'm not really good with my words. But anyway, you have to, because uh, if you mess up, yeah. you have to refocus, rethink, and say, okay, what, where did I mess up there? And I need to fix that so I can get back on the track. Um, and I think that's where you, you begin to make a better life when you begin to be real about your situation. Now you can go up, you know, I'm from a classical Pentecostal background, so I can go up every Sunday and have someone lay hands on me. Uh, but I mean, that's great, you know, but that's not going to change you. You have to leave that altar and, and say, okay, God, I, I, I laid my sins at the altar, but now I have to make that change, that commitment to make change. And change is not something that happens overnight. It's a process. It is uh, uh, accountability uh, with my wife. Even with my kids, I was accountable to them. Uh, you know, so uh, I even take my, I mean, I think my daughter kind of gets a little jealous now, but I even <laughs> take him now to trips. If Sally can't go with me, I, I, I take him with me. Uh, and then I would take Allison, but now she's teaching. But uh, if I can get her off from teaching, I may take her with me too as well. But the, the biggest thing that I want to say, I'm just going to end this up, is that don't give up on your, your life. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on God. Because God is faithful. If you will be faithful to him, he will be faithful to you. Ten years ago today, I, I really did not know where my life was going to be. I didn't know where my family was going to be. I didn't know where my marriage was going to be. And I'm looking back now and, and saying, wow, this is amazing. Look what God has done. And he is amazing God. And I thank God for my kids. And I thank God for my wife. I haven't done this since uh, I've done the, uh, the, my podcast. But I just want to say a little a small uh, prayer over you as we, we close out this podcast. Father, I just want to thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. And 
Lord, I'm asking that that whoever listens to this podcast, that you minister to them. Uh, our uh, burden, our uh, mess ups, our sins. God, I, Lord, you they had to hear every word that I've said. And I'm asking God that they, they will look at that and say, if he can come out of that, I can come out of whatever I'm in. If my marriage is in a mess, I know I can fix my marriage. If my family's in a mess, I know that God can fix my family. Help me to change. I hope that you can you can somehow get that in your heart. In Jesus' name, change, uh, folks. Let God change your heart and let him change who you are to be what he wants you to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen. All right. I'm out till the next one. Thank you for listening to Think Renew Podcast. We hope this podcast has been encouraging to you. Please visit our website at pastorsprevention.com for more information. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at pastorsprevention at gmail.com.